may be seated. I've got a few friends with me today, but as God has been working in my own heart this last week, and he, he's been teaching me more and more every week, he just keeps teaching me every day uh, about his love and his grace, how great he really is. Um, this is a great way, though, for us to think about Jesus today. Uh, Abia, come if you would, please, real quick, come here. So, wonderful, wonderful young lady right here. Uh, it was neat because she was able to stay with us these last couple of nights, and her sponsor parent from New York City was able to fly in and stay with us so that they could be together for the weekend, which is pretty cool. Um, and I've learned so much. This is a very intellectual, talkative individual. Um, and she'll talk to you in any language. She doesn't care. Um, and it's wonderful to be around her and being, to have that influence because she's really um, also, I, I would say, inquisitive about God. Um, and we've been able to spend some time around the table, but also sitting in the car, uh, driving down the road together, and really kind of going deep into some conversations about who God is. And it was pretty cool. I don't know if you want to tell me or not, but I, was, I asked her, I said, so uh, you're somewhat new to PCM schools, right? How long? Okay, so two years, and you'll be how old in November? I'll be 16. She's going to be 16 years old in November. And I was asking, I said, so when did you come to know Jesus? And uh, you said that really since you've been in the PCM schools, you've come to know Jesus. But you knew about him before? I knew Jesus when I was young, but I never took him serious. I knew Jesus like, kind of, you know you have to eat food, but you just don't want to eat. I knew Jesus is a must, but I could go to church as a usual thing, but I never took him so deep like the way I take him now. PCM has taught me a lot. From the day I joined PCM secondary school, my life changed. I started, I started taking Jesus as a really good friend. Yeah. Yeah, an ex-person yeah. to me. Yeah. I loved when she said, thank you. So I just wanted you to see her real quick because she's fantastic. Um, but, I, yeah, go ahead. Um, I used to think of Jesus as food, the food you don't really want to eat, but it's there and you know that you need to, and so you eat it. Um, and now she sees it as something that she gets to do. And I think about how many of us sometimes look at Jesus as something that we have to do, or we look at Jesus as something that maybe we have to eat, uh, but not really looking forward to it, not going, wow, this is a feast. Anytime you get even a glimpse of Jesus, it's something that's undeserved. It's something that's undeserved. And so I've been asking myself, what is it that, or what does it even look like for someone to really be passionate about Jesus Christ? What does it look like when someone encounters Jesus? Is it just that same food that you really don't want to eat? Or is it all of a sudden that person who goes, now I get to eat of more Jesus. I get to see how great he really is. And something happens in them. Something happened in Abia and in her life and all the things that she was doing. Because she encountered God in a different way. And that's what I want us to speak about a little bit today because in Romans chapter 12 it addresses it. I'm going to let them answer some of these questions. That very question of what does it look like for someone to really encounter God or, or to encounter Holy Spirit. I'm going to let them answer that in just a moment from their own personal experience. 
But for me, I look at Romans chapter 12, and I'd encourage you to go ahead and turn there, find it, take it with you. Romans 12, 1 and 2 is a very important passage for us at Chapel Point because it's one of the primary passages that our vision statement revolves around, that's saturated in. And it says the following. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, or holy and acceptable to God. And he continues on, he goes, why? Because this is your spiritual act of worship. And he keeps going, he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, I think this passage is really giving us an opportunity to ask ourselves, how much do we value God? Do you really value God? Or is it something that you have to eat? Something that you feel like that you have to do to be a good enough person. By the way, you can't be a good enough person. That's why God gave us his son, Jesus Christ. How much do you value God? What does it look like? If you've, if you've encountered God, if you've encountered Holy Spirit, what does that look like in your own life? And um, if you don't already know, this is Pastor Emmy. Pastor Emmy, um, I'd love for him to answer some of this question, but he's, he's a gentleman you've met before if you've been coming to this church for a while. An amazing, amazing man of God who I greatly, greatly respect. He's given us the blessing of being able to now uh, love on your son, Daniel, who's now living with our family here in Michigan, where it never gets cold. So thank you for that. That's what I keep telling them. Yesterday, they were full garments, like hats and gloves and coats. And then they were still cursing Michigan. Like, it's like, they're like, it's so cold. So I'm like, it's just like this in January is what I told them. It's just like this in January. Just the sand, it's, it's snow. Um, but Pastor Emmy is just this amazing man of God who uh, you've been able to meet before. Um, but Pastor Emmy, how would you say that that person who's encountered God, who has encountered Holy Spirit, what does that person look like? Because to me, that's an important question for us. Thank you, Pastor. Let me take first this opportunity to greet you and uh, to thank you for always giving us opportunity to come and uh, to love us and to support us. Thank you very much. I want to say that uh, one thing which can show that this person really has encountered God Maybe he has met Jesus, and Jesus is in his life. Uh, you know, in the uh, Corinthians, it says that uh, when someone is in Christ Jesus, he becomes a new creature, and the old is gone, and now he's a new person. I can relate it to the day when uh, the apostles of Jesus Christ, they were disciples, uh, they were kept up in the upper room waiting for the promise and that day that promise appeared when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. These people never remained the same. You could, they were fearful, they were worried, they were uh, not knowing what is going to happen next. But after receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, they all spoke out loud like what we did uh, in a few minutes ago. 
that was not speaking quietly. They speak loud because the Bible tells us that even those who were outside, they had him. They, they had them. And even they had them speaking great works which God has done. And they never stopped there. They moved out and started speaking it aloud. And they could tell everyone about Jesus. It's the same thing which happens to us. When we give our life to Jesus Christ, we don't remain the same. I remember the day I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I knew Jesus like my daughter Abia said. And uh, I grew up in a, 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 a religious family, but uh, I never took Jesus seriously until I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And uh, when I came to church, it was a different story because this time I had passion. I could not stay a day without speaking about Jesus. I remember joining a group which was preaching door-to-door -door evangelism. And I, we could go out and preach and tell people about Jesus Christ. I didn't know much about the Bible, but the few I knew, that's what I was sharing to the people. But I could feel I have to tell them what I got, what I received. Mm. And uh, to my surprise today, because of that, that's why I can say I'm overseeing over 80 churches because we kept speaking, speaking, and now everywhere we could speak, people could come to Christ. And today now, we are counting over 80 churches mm -hmm. which we are overseeing. Amen. That is amazing. So, uh, you can't say, you can't say I'm a follower of Jesus and yet you are fearing to talk about him. That means maybe you have not yet met him. Yeah. Because if you meet him and uh, he changes your life, then he, you will be like a crazy person. You will, not you will always have to talk about him. You will mm -hmm. always want to tell someone about him because he has changed your life. The same way that lady who met him on the, on the well, yeah, Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman. Yeah. After meeting him, she walked out. She could tell everyone what about he has who he is. It's so important for us to think about. I think it's powerful for us to be able to process that when we go, okay, what does someone look like when they've encountered God, right? Then they've, they've been renewed by the transforming of their mind. Um, he also says in verse 2, Romans 12, which is similar to what you're saying now, he says, no longer be conformed by the pattern of this world, which means if you're a believer and you walk into a room and you're the only believer, you're not supposed to, it, you're supposed to mess things up. You're not supposed to look like everybody else if you're a believer and they're not a believer. Because he says, don't conform to that pattern. And that's what you're saying, really, Pastor Emmy. I, you're going to speak about Jesus if you've encountered Jesus because it will overwhelm you. Another way of thinking about it is that's how phenomenal God is. God isn't this thing like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. God's not neat. He's the creator of the universe. To me, that's better than neat. That's better than, oh, that's nice. Right? I say, oh, that's nice when I eat a, a good hamburger. 
I don't say, oh, that's nice when I speak about the creator. And so it's a matter of recognizing even who God is. Um, it's, it's really interesting to think about. I want you to meet Faith. Faith is Pastor Emmy's old, uh, favorite daughter. Don't tell Grace that I said that. Please don't tell Grace that I said that. Yeah, you can tell her. Tell Julie. That's fine. Um, I know he loves you more than Daniel, so that's good too. Um, amazing woman of God. Um, and so I want you to share a little bit about how have you seen a difference in your own life in terms of faith? Like when it, when it clicked, when you go, oh, now I know. Praise God, church. Praise God. Well, um, according to me, I think as a Christian, encountering God or knowing God as your personal friend or having a personal relationship with God is very important. Constantly making, becoming a resident in his presence and desperately depending on him. I lacked that a lot when I was growing up because I knew Jesus. I knew God as my parents, you know, because my dad was a pastor and my mom was a Christian. So growing up, God was always God of my parents. And I do everything because my parents tell me it's the right thing to do, but not because I believe it's the right thing to do. Until God created a situation in my life that made me think twice about my actions and about how I take God. I started getting affected by the coldness, the coldness in Uganda. Pastor Joe, you know the coldness in Uganda I'm talking yeah. about. It's yeah. quite not the coldness in Michigan. You know. It's 85 every blasted day. <laughs> They're on the equator. Good for them. So, I would faint every time it's cold outside and I am not putting on jackets. I would just black out and they carry me to the hospital. Different doctors diagnose different diseases. Every time I go to the hospital, they would tell me something different from what they told me yesterday. And that was the devil that was trying to fight my life, I would say. But on the other side, I thought of it as God was creating a situation in my life to get to know him more. I questioned God a lot during that time. I asked him questions. Why is this happening to me? I'm a daughter to a pastor. I go to church. I sing in Sunday school and I minister in church. But then I am suffering. I'm having this physical weakness and everything. I asked my dad a question. I'm like, why me? He answered, if it's not you, then who? I was offended by it. Because I felt like maybe God is not really answering my prayers. So one day, um, a group of prayer warriors in our church, three ladies, they came to me and they asked me if we could pray together first and pray together about my condition, which it would have been the opposite, me asking them to pray for. But they did come to me. We prayed together. They asked us to fast. They asked me to fast for three days and we pray. We went, we went in one room at home and everyone was praying, but I was not. I let them pray and because I had given up on God outside, given up on everything. I had lost my faith at that mo that point. We prayed, everyone was praying, and I was just listening to their prayer and waiting for them to finish and we get out of the room. So the second day. Um, something clicked into my mind. It's like, why don't you listen to some music? I had carried my dad's laptop to the room, so I put on some music, and there came a song that was called My Life is in Your Hands. 
I listened it at the first time, the second time, and over and over again. The more I listened to it, it was building something inside me. The song was telling me not to worry, not to be afraid, but trusting the Lord because my life is in his hands. I started praying. I don't know how I started, but I prayed like I've never prayed before. That is the moment I felt like, yes, God is answering my prayer. I prayed and prayed, and by the time I finished praying, the lady, one of the ladies in the room just told me, we are done. Let's just go. Go have something to eat. I told her, no, we're supposed to go for three days. She's like, God has just answered your prayers. Just go. I felt it inside me that God had answered my prayers. So I went back to school. I stopped putting on jackets, and I would walk around freely. My friends were worried. They would ask me, why aren't you putting on jackets? You're going to faint. And I kept telling them, I am healed. It sounded funny to their ears, but God had healed me. Ever since then, I've never turned back. Every time I feel I'm depressed or I'm down, I just trust the Lord to change my situation, to fix everything I'm going through. To me, I think that's the moment I felt like now God is my God, not my parents' God, but my God. Mm. Awesome. So if you've really encountered God and you know, it is. Sometimes it's hard for our ears to hear some things, um, whether it's I've been healed or um, just really submitting to the will of God, and it's hard for us to process that. Um, but one thing I hear is, hey, if you really know who Christ is, you want to tell other people about Christ. Another thing I hear is it changes the way you pray. Whether God's answering the prayers you want him to answer them or not, it changes the way that you pray um, and the belief that you have there. I want to also introduce you to MED. MED, um, Mark Barrett, who's here with us today somewhere, um, over he, there he is. So he's the executive director here nationally, he and his wife, Monica, amazing people. But he refers to this, this guy as a national treasure of Uganda. Um, he is one of the most wonderful people to be around, and he drives us wherever we go when we come to visit. Um, and it doesn't matter where you're going or what you're about to hit. He's like, it will be okay. I'm like, it's a cow. He's like, it will move or it will die. Um, <laughs> like, he doesn't care. And I just, that's when I always walk up to the bus and I take his temperature. And I'm like, he's okay. Um, but he just, it's amazing who he is and his faith. How do you, um, how have you personally experienced just coming to know God? You know that you've encountered him. How, how would you explain that for yourself? Okay, well, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. I have seen some means has gone. <laughs> yeah, as you have said, I'm MED. I welcome you all. Um, in my country, we have different way of living, whereby even our roads, sometimes when I'm driving, these guys are like, wow, we're going to make it, and I have to encourage them because look different, but by the grace of God has been there for us and we always move. So God has been doing great things into my life because ever since I accepted him, I never remained the same. Pastor him taught me a word of prayer. Every time I have to go, he say, used to say, first put God first, then the rest will be done. And I always do that. Sometimes when others are getting worried of maybe how are we going to go, how are we going to do. For me, I don't feel all that. 
That's why sometimes people are saying, yeah, you are crazy. They have never seen me not laughing, not smiling. I have to entertain my people because I know the one who is in me, who is using me to move in those journeys, is faithful. So I thank God so much for every time I have to move. So I know that who he called me to do this work is faithful and has to take me, to leave me going and bring me coming back. So I have been very transformed because I was in a group of border border people. Uh, when I talk about border borders, those who have ever been to Africa, I think you know what it means. So I was among them, but through Pastor Amy came, used to teach me to say, now I want you to be there. Uh, you can follow me and we serve the Lord. And I accepted from that day. I got to tell him real quick, for those who haven't been to Africa, Boda Boda is a motorcycle. So what he's saying is he was a part of a, a motorcycle gang. Maybe he owned a Harley Davidson, I don't know, something like that. But that's what he's talking about here. Keep going. Keep going. Yes, praise. Thank you. Then the Boda Boda is that the motorcycles for taxis. They do tax. So uh, from there, I kept on changing and breathing in God. As a praying for me to breathe God, it was because of this man, because I have to be following the steps, footsteps he do, the way how he trained me to pray, and I kept on breathing more about God, and I came to know much more than what, uh, how I was in the beginning. So today I'm a very different person who can also encourage others because I know who I am and I know who is in me is very stronger than everything else. Thank you. Some, that's some good scripture to remember that, that who is in us is stronger than anything else and that's the power of God. Um, Pastor Emmy, I want to come back to you real quick and just ask how would you encourage these friends of yours too and these brothers and sisters to continue the journey of saying and even asking the question have I encountered God and then what am I doing with it you know how would how would you encourage them in that okay one thing I can say is that uh, the way I can encourage you uh, to continue with the journey with our God uh, is one that's the only one you need in this world. I have already told the first service people that without him we can do nothing. Is all we need. I, I quoted that scripture in Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23. Him, himself says that he, no one should boast because of his riches, of his strength, and his wisdom. The only person who could boast in this world, he could boast of one thing, that he has known him, that he's the God who exercises kindness and love because he delights in those. Without his grace, we can't manage. Nothing can count without him. Uh, I have seen so many people in this world who claim to be wise. But without him, they have become totally nothing. Mm. So I encourage you, soak yourself in him. Seek him even more than before because you need him if you are to overcome this world. That's what I can say. Mm -hmm. It's a good question to me that comes that maybe you can be challenged with as you 
uh, continue to worship here in just a moment with us today um, is do you find more pride in telling people about Jesus than you do anything else about you? Because right? I, I know he's the greatest thing. And so we, do we really believe that? If you really believe that, you're going to find more pride in sharing him with others than in anything else that you'll communicate. This morning we have an opportunity to share in communion together, to share in the Lord's Supper. And there are different stations around the uh, building, one in each corner, one in the center. Some of our elders, you guys can go ahead and go there now if you would. What they're going to do is they'll stand places as well. So they'll end up being probably eight or nine different places that you can go to share and take communion. These friends from Uganda got to take communion USA style for the first time in the first service. And that was a lot of fun. And I'm going to invite them just to lead us in worshiping as you have an opportunity to get up and to go to those places. And this is something that is symbolic for us. That's all it is. It's symbolic of the bread, uh, meaning his body. Symbolic of his blood, meaning the juice that we are to drink. And remembering all that he has done for us. And so you don't need to be a member of this church or anything else. You can just take it. But we do ask that you be a believer. And as you take it, you're going to get up because accepting Christ is an action. God acted on our behalf. And now we're going, you know what? Because of what he's done, we're going to now act on his behalf. And you're going to go and you're going to take the cup and take the bread and take it back to your seat. Later on, we'll have an opportunity to share in taking that together. This is his body, a community of believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. Do you find more pride in sharing about Jesus than anything else? Than anything else? Or are you so caught up in the temporary that you've lost sight of the eternal. Let's stand together and go.